Shalom Abrahu, welcome everyone. Bez Hashem continues. Simon Kuv Chav Ches Sif Heishen with two eighty nine. We all know in Hilchus Nesius Kapayim that is the lochas of Kehanim giving the brachas. We all know that the Kehanim take off their shoes before they go to Dochen. Question is why is that? Why do they take off their shoes? So the original thought one might have, well, you see, just like by Moshe Rabbeinu, it was Shon Al Lecha. By Yeshua, I'll take off your shoe. Moshe was your shoes. So one might think that's the reason also. You're going to Dochen, take off your shoes, going to Makam Kodesh. That's not really the reason. That's not really the reason, okay? Says the Mechaber. What's the reason? The reason is like this. You might have a tear, a shoelace might rip, and you're going to go fix it. You're going to go busy fixing it, because it's embarrassing to go up there with your ripped shoelace. You're going to miss giving the brachas. And this, that you missed the giving the brachas, people say, oh, you know why he didn't go give the brachas? It's because he's not a koyin. He's a chalol. He's the son of a grusha chalutza. Therefore, there was an enactment not to go up and wear shoes during Birchus Kahanim. You'll say, okay, what about slip-ons? Same thing. A shoe is a shoe. That's that's the that's what the the place can say over here. The Mibchaber tells us here and says, "Hey, lo yalu akohanu lo duchem imin olim. Do not go up to duchen with shoes on. Avol bebati shekayim shari, but with bati shekayim it is permissible. We'll have to see what are bati shekayim. The yesh machmim im heim shall already even the bati shekayim if they're out of made out of leather. There are those that are machmir v'nagul lahakiv v'ksas mekoymis. However, there's a minig that is somewhere lenient. They were custom and somewhere lenient in certain places with this leather." Bati Shekayim. Says the Mishmur Sivkat in Tezvav, second line in the Mishnur Shema, Yipasik loy Gnai Why should you not go up with shoes to Dochen? Because your shoelace, your strap, might rip. And it's a Gnai, it's disgraceful for the person. And they're going to like mock him, make fun of him, when his sandal, when his strap is uh, ripped and torn. So what's he going to do? He's going to go tired when his chaveirim are giving the bracha of the birchus kahanim. And they're going to say that he is a ben grusha chalutza. He's got a chalol. That's why he did not go give the brachas. It's a very interesting back and forth that's going on over here. I just want to point something out. When we say that the strap ripped, it doesn't mean like our shoelaces. They used to have with the sandals and or, or different types of shoes. It wasn't just the hour going through the sandals. They had a different type of shoe. You go uh, and uh, you know look, do some history research, you see the pictures of the shoes they wore back then or the sandals they wore. And, you know, because you could ask, well, if you have a shoelace that ripped, is that such, such a ganai? Is that such a disgrace that if the shoelace ripped? So uh, by our little shoelace, it might not be even visible and noticeable to other people. Over there, it's like a whole strap that would be very noticeable, visible. So that's the reason why you had to take off your shoes before you go to Dochen. And even with, with shoes that are slip-ons, they don't have any any uh, straps, it's still also because of loy plug. Loy plug is a, is a rule, which means do not differentiate. Once we say shoes are also, shoes are also. The shoes should not be exposed, visible, just in the regular aisle of the shul, but they should be 
put them like underneath the table, put them under the chair, so they're not they're not so so exposed. Now, when should he take off the shoes? When should the kain take off his shoes to give the bracha? Yechalzim kaidim netila should take them off before netila before he washes his hands. That's what the Mishmaru says. Ah, however, if it's possible for him to take them off after he washes his hands, and he won't touch the shoes, he can take them off after Natila. The general principle practice is that the Kahanim untie the shoelaces first, then they go wash, if they have laces, if they, then they go wash their hands, then, then they... Um, uh, just slip off their shoes when they go up to to uh, to Duchen. The Mechabedin says, "Avobabotishaykaim with botishaykaim is permissible." So we have here Sifkat Tezayin. Avobabotishaykaim. We said the Mechaber tells us this shari is permissible to Duchen wearing them. What are botishaykaim? So it's what's called a thigh shoe. They go all the way up to the all the way up to the thigh. Or, or near the, the shake is the thigh. It goes like by the knee. Because there's no, there's no concern for the reason we just gave. What was the reason we just gave? The shoelace, the strap is going to rip. The person is going to go down go to fix it. Because he's embarrassed to go up there, he's going to miss out on the duchning, and they're going to say he's a cholol. Here, even if there is a strap, is it's not going to be a concern to go fixing this and that. It's not an issue. Even though there are times that they might make this uh, strap near the akuva, so sometimes they might make the straps near the akuva near the knee. We're not concerned. You're going to go sit down and tie them. Because even if they're untied. It's not so disgraceful. Siv cotton yudzayin. Now, if they are, the body shakaim are made out of uh, leather, there are those that are machmi not to use them, wear them when you are duchening. And the reason is, the bichlal sandal minolheim, because now it has a status of a, of a shoe. But like polugrabonim bein shel yeish ritzuz bein ein ritzuz. As we said earlier, there is no difference, Chazal did not differentiate between whether or not you have Ritzuas, you have straps, you don't have straps <coughs> with the Minolim. When you have Bate Shekayim with Michnesayim together, Shmegim Ad Atzilehem is Mutalukul Yalma. So he says, when it comes to um, these Pants, the shoes rather that come all the way up, actually come up to you like your elbows, and the suggestion is it's like those those fisherman pants uh, type of boots. So then, in, in this situation, that this is mutter because it's not included in the gzera. shell beged so to the of the beged of a garment. Uh, I guess the thigh shoes of of a garment type material um, that's also that's also permissible, even if it uh, has leather around it. Uh, it's not part of the gezeira. And then the mechare says, to be linked in certain places with these leather type of uh, shoe things." 
or magafayim boots. It's common to wear them in a marketplace. Do not be lenient because of, in other words, do not wear the boots, the high boots, uh, because of coveted zebra, you should not wear them. Well, a few times there, Gamber and Olam shall Gemishalon Shikarin Klassen Gamkein Enenochemitamse. So perhaps these are overshoes, maybe like a galoshes or something like this. Kosua Achredim de Enoch and Lalas Adokin Yochif Mamish, you should not go barefoot. Vene Shuderich Ginai, because it's not respectful. Shane Regilum Bismanaze Lelach Yochif Lifneg Doilum. Because it's not the norm to go in front of respectable people walking around barefoot. You're not going to go greet somebody who is... Uh, when he says G'daylem, it doesn't mean like a, like a Rosh Hashiva, Adam Godlo. It means G'daylem. You're not going to go greet them with barefoot, without shoes and socks. You're not going to a town hall meeting barefoot, right. So, so he says over here. That's why you should wear your socks. Uh, someone pointed out that you know we, when you paused the record earlier that uh, sometimes you see kohanim with holes in their socks and the chanami kohanim should be careful not to go up with holes in the socks. They don't want to, you know. We say a tefillah. We should say a tefillah, which we learned by Hilchos Tefillah in Chelak Aleph at the end that we should not make fun of the people we learn with. That if they say a pshat, we think it's the most absurd thing in the world. We should not laugh at them, and we don't want. <coughs> And we also don't want to say a pshat that will cause others to laugh at us. It's like a two-way street. We don't want to laugh at them, and we and they don't want we don't want them to laugh at us. We don't want to be cause causing them to laugh at us because of the ridiculous pshat that we might have said. We don't want to wear holes in our socks if we're kohanim. That will, which I am not, which will uh, encourage people to laugh at us. So we have to make sure not to do things. That will bring about that negativity. Now, I just want to point out over here, we said earlier that Ramesha says to wear um, different color socks is not a problem. However, the Minchas Yitzchak seems not to be of that opinion. Um, you know, sometimes people wear these very uh, interesting color types of socks, so it would not be a problem. There is a discussion earlier in the Dirshanot, note, um, <clears throat> actually from the Minchas Yitzchak in number twenty-three, where, where what about like uh, we'll call it um, Crocs, which that's not what he's referring to specifically, but something that it's not a there are absolutely no shoelaces or just a slip-on or something like this, only uh, bias slippers, <coughs> slippers, so. Technically, oh, that's the that's the boot. I knew you were gonna find it. Okay, um, hold on a second. Don't take it off yet. Okay. Um, so, so if you have like these slippers, technically, halachically, it does not go in the category of of shoes, and you could duchen with the slippers on. However, it's not the minuk. That's what he says over here. <coughs> he says it's not the meaning to do and he says even though Mitzara din is motor, because it's not the norm. People are like, why is he wearing slippers when he's a duchening? What's he doing? Right? So that's why we should not do that. You had a comment question? Yeah. Let's let's uh, continue with says, Now we discuss the washing of the hands of the Kahanim. So even though the Kahanim wash their hands in the morning, 
They go back and wash their hands again up to the wrist. And who washes their hands? And the Levi pours the waters on their hands. The Mechaber says the Levi should first wash his hands before he washes the hands of the Kohanim. However, the Ramah says, Loi nogwa levim lito yudeim tchilo. The meaning is not for the levim to wash their hands first. Rak somchon etiloson shachris. But rather they rely on the washing that they did in the morning. Says the Mishmusif cotton yutes. Afapisha notu akahanim yudeim. Even though the kahanim wash their hands in the morning, they should wash again. Why should they wash again before duchning? And so explains the Mishnah Brura. The washing that the Kohanim do before Birchus Kohanim is based on the Pasuk to elevate your hands with holiness and give a bracha to Hashem. So you see there's a connection between washing your hands and giving the bracha. What this means is when you elevate your hands, first sanctify them. Then give the bracha of Birchas Hashem. That is Birchas Kahanim. I have a question. That we're going to discuss. That's a very, very important question, which we're going to get to in the next few minutes. Is there a bracha? Is there not a bracha? I just want to say the maskan we're going to say. No brach, but we can discuss that in the next, literally right now, next few words. But first I want to ask you a question. We learned in Ilchus Tefillah. We learned in Ilchus Tefillah about the importance of not walking Dalad Amas in someone's Shemun Esrei. He's Dalad Shemun Esrei. Do not walk in front of him. What happens if you're a Levi? What happens if you're a Kayin? And the person who's Dalad Shemun Esrei is still davening. So, so I'm glad you came to the shir. Now we'll give you an answer. Okay. So, are you allowed to are you allowed to walk to go out? What are you supposed to do? So, let's say you try to find another path, another path, and you see everyone in that row, you're you're you're, you're trapped. You pasha can't get out. So, first they bring here from the minchas yitzchok in the chedah chesem in yod shim yochel laver itzidah mispalel yaver v'itol yoda. If you could go on the side of the mispalel, you learn the side is much more lenient than walking right in front of him. However, the Shevet Halevi, okay, Levi, Rishmuel Levi Vosner, Zechat he says that you are permitted to walk in front of the Mispalel in his Dalar Amis, and so to the Chazanish, Rechain Das the Chazanish, okay, Rechain Kiesa says in the Chazanish, that you are allowed to walk in front of the, the person who is, is going, who is davening. You have to go wash the hands, you, you, it's your mitzvah now. Or, or, and you have to, or you're the coin, you have to go duchen. Like, so I guess to some degree, like you're an honest. So what are you supposed to do? Right? What are you supposed to do? Back inside. Furthermore, you have to wash with water. We learned, as we'll see, as we learned in Tzadi Beis, that in Tzadi Beis we learned, if you don't have any water for tefillah, wipe your hands on the table, on your pants, on something that can clean your hands. Here, when it comes to Natil Sidaim for, for water, you, for Kabirchus Kohanim, you need water. You need water. Someone at the Shir told me last night, he said there was a guest over Yontif, 
and where he davened, the, there's no sinks upstairs. By the time the coin found out where to wash, by the time he came up, he missed out. He couldn't do it. He wasn't there by Ritzay, by Maidim. He was. He missed out. Okay. Well, we're going to discuss those halachas in Sivches. So even though you wash your hands in the morning before davening, and when you wake up in the morning, you should wash them again right before you give the bracha. That's what we learn here in Sivkot and Yutes. Now, what happens if there's no water? There's no water. You, say, well, you ask a question, no water, what does that mean? Sometimes they turn off the water in, on the block. It happens. Right? The water company comes and they turn off the water. It happens. It happened to us over here a few weeks, a few months ago, right? We, we tried to turn the water on and we couldn't do it. So, so you can rely in that case on the Rambam that says that all you need is, is the water in the morning. You can rely on the Rambam for this. Just as long as you know that you not, did not touch a makamatun of a dirty place. And where do you wash? Wash at the parak until your wrist. Just like a kain who washes his hands for the avoida, they would have to wash at the parak until his wrist. The Chorim say that you should have the netila, the washing should be with a kli, with a cup, and with a koyach gavra, and the person, the lady should pour it onto your hand. In other words, not just that he turns on the faucet and you put your hand under the water, but the lady should pour the water on your hands. And there shouldn't be water that's like uh, not clean, healthy water. You know, sometimes you keep water in the trunk because you want to have water. Before you know it, it's been there a few years. And it's changed colors. Yeah. That, that you can't use that type of water. And it should be at least a revius of water. Could be more, but it should be at least a revius of water on each hand. Now we said the levy pours the water. What happens if there's no levy? There's no levy. So a firstborn Yisrael who is, was born not Caesarean, but a natural birth, so he should also, he is also permitted to wash the hands of the Kahanim, because he is Kodesh Ktsas, he has some, some degree of Kedusha. He lost it, Levayim got it, at Kedusha. Oh, the Bechar, you're saying the reason behind it. Okay, very good, very good. Because the, the used really officially was for the Egel the, the Egel, you're saying. Yeah, okay, very good, very nice. So, if there's no Bechor, if there's no firstborn, better the Koyin washes his own hands. If there's no, if there's no Bechor and there's no Levi, of course, right? So, better the Koyin washes his own hands. And this could happen. This happens sometimes. You've, you've experienced this? Yeah. Right? And you go wash your own hands. Okay. Got a small minion, like small minion that happens, right? 10 people, right. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I, I've seen it with thirty people. Also, they still don't. They don't. don't Levium sometimes even harder to find in Kahana. <laughs> that's that's what I've experienced. Vavshalei. Now listen to the next case. Imagine the scene. Imagine the briskarov. Okay, the briskarov. Briskarov is, is a levy. Was a levy, right? The salvagics are levium. 
So imagine the brisker of a lady going to wash their hands of a little 13-year-old boy. Is that appropriate? Is that Derek Heretz? Or, or let's say the person was an Amoritz. So now the brisker rub is being mishamish. Is that, is that what we should do? And the answer is 100% yes. He says, Even though the Levi is a Tamil Chacham, and the Koyin is an Amoritz, Yesh Lahachmer, we should be strict, we should be machmer, meaning what? That the Levi washes and fulfills the mitzvah of washing the hand of the coin. The Koshikin, even more so, Yesh Koyin, Echo Tamil Chacham, if there is a coin, one coin is a Tamil Chacham, the matzah is kulam, and then he like saves everyone else, so it's not a problem anymore. Mechuyev litzayk afal ami haaretz, and you're obligated. The levim have to pour on the hands of the amaratzim koyhanim. Kain kosov el yirabu v'kosov magin gibayim dechein ikir. That is the correct approach. Bottom line is, when you have a situation of the levi pouring, the levi has to pour. Doesn't matter who the koyin is. Absolutely not. So the, at the end of the Ramah, we said that the, the Ramah is, does, says you do not, Levim do not have to wash their hands before they wash the hands of the Kahanim. <clears throat> However, the Levim did not focus that their hands should be clean when, when they woke up in the morning and they washed Neglavasar to the time that they go wash the hands of the Kahanim. Then then it is appropriate for the Levim to wash their hands first. Especially if they did, even more so, if they if they know they touched a part of the covered part of the body, or they scratched their head with their hands uh, before they washed the hands of the kohanim. Then he says, So it's an interesting scenario here. Apparently, they had a practice in places to add some oil to the water that had a nice fragrance. Now the problem is on Shabbos and Yontif, it's an iser of moilid. Of, of of creating something over here, so Vamagin Avram Khan Viktaz later on Tafkuf Yeralov say it's also the Meilid Reicha your Meilid Reich Reich is this odor this this perfume, and then Liyarabba, however, in the Chacham Tzvi say that it's, it's they're lenient, it's not a problem. The Loishaich Meilid Reicha was said it's not a problem in this case of Meilid Reicha. Came in Shashem the Atzmai Meir B'Mayim since the oil, the fragrance of oil and is is already mixed with the water. And he says here in the Sumi of Shabbos or of Yontif, if it's already mixed up before Shabbos and Yontif, the Vada Yeshus Mechalai Lahakil after Mother Recha Bidei Kahanim, even though it's going to uh, give this nice smell in the hands of the Kahanim, it's interesting. Like not only they're giving you a bracha, but apparently they had this minning hundreds of years ago to have a nice fragrance on the hands of the Kahanim. Now the Paiskim say Rishon Zalman says from here you see, um, not from here you see, but but there is a discussion that. Cologne for men, which the meaning is not really for men to wear cologne, um, uh, but but uh, uh, when it comes to perfume by women, um, to put on the body directly is not a problem, but one should not, as you see over here, to put the, the, the fragrance on the hands of the Kohanim would not be a halacha problem on uh, Yantif, but to put perfume directly on the clothing, that is a problem. He says over here, but you cannot put it on a garment or a clothing, uh, anything of the like of material. 
Okay, so we had a question. We're going to stop here, but we had a question that Rav Nachum asked. What about the bracha? <clears throat> Does one make a bracha on this washing? Does a kohen make the bracha on this washing? And to that we will, Mitzvah pick up in Siv Zayin at the next year to discuss that and many other topics.